but I had a few games where I just played the fuck out of them. <laughs> it was uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Diablo 4, and Baldur's Gate 3. Um, and even though I say that, Nick is probably sitting there being like, yeah, but you haven't even beat the game yet. <laughs> so should, believe it or not, it. she still hasn't left chapter one. She said she did, but I haven't seen any proof. I did. I, I checked her oh, achievements and they're not did. there. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, just, kidding. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I did investigative that journalism. That down, that's another lie. Nick, another <laughs> lie. I just <laughs> said I was just kidding. I just said I was just kidding. Jesus it's the first. It's the first live 2024, you know. <laughs> Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast Year in Review episode. We got fun categories. We're going to hear from the community what their suggestions for Game of the Year was. We're going to share some plans for 2024. And most importantly, we're going to hear from some really important sponsors. You know, people who have been been with us since we started the show. Always supporting us. Very real companies. But first, my name is Christian. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. I'm rock hard. I'm so excited. For this <laughs> oh, God. I've been working be. out. I'm saying my abs are rock hard. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for uh, this episode. You got some fun stats, Christian. Let yeah, us know what got, they are. Yeah. So this year we played, well, we talked about playing 118 games, right? Uh, Emilio, you played 46, Amanda 23, Bobby 34, Nick 20, and I talked about 18. Uh, We had 157 listener questions, which we only had 57 last year. So, you know, three times the listener questions. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, but Warconius was the most free. By the way, not... Not three times the listeners, just that much more curiosity. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you measure it? Yeah. Uh, Warconius was the most frequentest asker, and he alone asked 50 questions. He's our power user, guys. You know, like, on on mobile games, the person, the whales who spend, like, $100,000 that keep the whole ship afloat. That's Warconius for us, basically. Hell yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know anything about anything. That's what he has to ask frequently all the time. (laughs) I don't even watch the show. I just just want to ask questions. (laughs) Need somebody to talk to. He just listens to the end 20 minutes of every episode. (laughs) He's the only person that does. Uh, We recorded 52 episodes. We had 12,000 YouTube views, so we're just getting started on YouTube, or I guess we're just getting started on taking YouTube a little bit more seriously. Um, And we had 144,000 podcast listens this year, which is quite a lot, which is good. Uh, and Nick told four lies this year, which is down from six that he told last year. So, hey, what, what was the most egregious? Do you remember? Uh, you know, uh, you they're all lie. equally horrible. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> At least space is the worst. Can we all agree that? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that fucking argument. Yeah, I just um, uh, speaking of work on this, Bobby. Do you have uh, something for us? Uh, yes, I do. In fact, so we're going to hear from some listeners and what their nomination is for game of the year. And the first one we're going to hear is from Warconius, our, our super fan. Christian, you got that queued up? You betcha. Hey dudes. Warconius here. Giving you my game of the year for 2023. It's Cyberpunk 2077. They came out with the expansion Phantom Liberty 
amazing stuff. Great story in that expansion. The game itself is polished, it's patched, and Night City is uh, uh, an amazing adventure to go in um, and immerse yourself in that uh, place. So, highly recommend. Also, I want to give a shout-out to a game that came out earlier this year, an immersive sim called Atomic Heart. It's a bit of Bioshock, it's a bit of Prey, um, and if you're nostalgic for the Soviet era... And that sort of stuff is is pretty rad. Uh, see you guys. That was him. Nostalgic for the Soviet era? Okay. I don't think anyone <laughs> is nostalgic for that era, okay? Most of those people are the good dead. old days. I just started... You know, the famine. It was a good time for everybody. <laughs> I just started reading uh, the Gulag Archipelago. And yeah, I, whatever the uh, the opposite of nostalgia for... The, that's what I got. I got, I got <laughs> suppressed dude. I memories, me. dude. Yeah, yeah. None yeah. of that. They, um, they really know how to pour concrete, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the place. Okay. Uh, but that is he does game, bring though. up, and he um, does bring up an interesting point that Atomic Heart wasn't really mentioned in a lot of people's like top ten or the Game Awards. Like I don't, I don't feel like it was nominated for anything. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't do well at all in reviews and like user reviews and YouTube videos that I watch. People are like, the story's not that good, and the gunplay doesn't feel that good either. So it was oh, fun, man. It was, it was. It was like a modern Bioshock is. And you know maybe not as deep or something, but yeah, I thought it was cool. And I, I always appreciate um, playing a game from another culture that doesn't make games very often. You know, they feel different. You know, and that's good. Yeah, sometimes they don't feel good. <laughs> it's true. Or sometimes <laughs> but, what doesn't feel good is good, right? Was, so that's a good segue into Bobby uh, next to the next to our next ad. You know. Yeah, I think uh, Rianne is going to present this ad. Yes. Hi, Rianne. Hello. Um, yes, this episode is sponsored to you today by Rianne's Anal Beads. Um, Rianne's Anal Beads are beautiful brass balls. You can put them up your ass or you can hang them from your ceiling. They're really fun to smack around in your face. They help liven up any room. They're big, they're brass, and they're bold. And they're perfect for you. If you're not already convinced, you can check out the pictures of Rianne's anal beads in the Discord. Um, and if you tweet at DLG within the next five minutes, you can get your hands on these anal beads for only $32.99 and a bag of ketchup chips. Not Thank too you. bad. I love that. <laughs> I fucking love ketchup <laughs> chips. Thank you, Rianne. Yes, and you know what? Thank I, you. <laughs> yeah, that's really excellent. I also think too they probably would work really well as a jewelry statement piece too. You know, that's, yeah. I have a feeling it's multi-use. Absolutely, you'll you'll love them when you see them. Perfect, awesome. can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you'll love them the first time you see them. After you see them, they kind of lose their, <laughs> you love them when you surprise. see them. You won't love them when you use them. That's what yeah. <laughs> seems like an appropriate sponsor for our show. Oh, geez, that was crazy! Wow, cool. That was the sponsor, guys. Yeah. Was it good? It was great. I'm it was really our good. Dollar, our dollar meter that we use for our... It's going up. It's crazy. It popped <laughs> off the top. We're getting calls in right now. <laughs> I feel like it's... The phones are lighting up. I feel like it's as bold as our people. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, cool. Did we introduce this section, our 2023 gaming year in review? We no, didn't. we did not. <laughs> that is all you. You are the host. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so to get it started, uh, just kind of go through general thoughts. How was our 2023 uh, gaming year? And uh, I'm really glad for Steam's year in review. This is like the second year they've, they've done it, and they give you those super detailed stats of what you were playing. And you can really tell, like, months I was having problems by how much I was gaming. Because, I don't know about you guys, but when I have problems, if I'm not dealing with them, I'm gaming to forget, you know? It, it's not hey, like a healthy coping mechanism, go. but it's That's definitely it something. It's, it's better than something I've noticed. Violence. So. Yeah. Uh, it better is better than violence. violence. Yeah, a lot of things are. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... I'm happy I get to play as many games as I did. Um, Vivian's been a lot more active, and that's my main thing that stops me from playing games. Um, but now we got her on like a constant sleep schedule, and I get about like four or five hours to myself to either like do schoolwork or play games or spend time with Leslie. So I was really glad I got to play as many games as I did. Yeah, I was um, I was shocked, and I am shocked every year, like uh, constantly in the back of my head. I'm just like, fine, I don't get to play enough games. I don't get to play games. And then I see my stats, and I'm like, oh, I am play more games than anybody else I know. Well, more games, probably definitely not more hours, uh, for sure. Dude, you uh, play a game for like 30 minutes, and you're like, time to play the next game that I got to yeah. advertise to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, like, uh, I like new. I like new. Um, but we all have our little things that we we're going to talk about that happened this year. Um, I, I guess best way to go down is just kind of like uh i'll I'll go down uh so we did the um year in review that that steam and so a lot of things come out of there but i played the shit out of returnal and it's not on there and it's really strange because i played it on steam so is it a um, delisted game now i don't think so because i went to its store page today and also for some reason i think i started no i bought it no yeah, it was a gift, but yeah, it, it's on my Steam library. Maybe you didn't play as much as you thought. Oh, dude, yeah. at least <laughs> 60 hours, 70 hours. Yeah. Oh, damn. Because I, I beat it several times. Was it spread out over the whole year, though? Yeah, um, I don't know. And it came out in 23. So I don't know. It was, it, it was just very strange um, huh. that that wasn't on there. What about you guys? How What did, what did last year look for you, like you, for you? Uh, bad, bad. Well, I think I played a lot more than usual this year, at least a lot more than 2022 or maybe 2021. Um, So back in 2022, I got addicted to Heroes of the Storm again. (laughs) And so I had to kick that habit once again in 2023. And again, the only way I was able to do it was with another addictive Blizzard game, Diablo 4. So thank God that came out. Then I got hooked on that and... I, I can't remember the last time I played so much of a game, like not so much um, like overall, but so much in a short time period. Like I was grinding away at that game um, and I think it was fun. I'm not sure, <laughs> but overall, I think I, I played a lot. It had to be for you to be, you know, that deep into are they at least addicting, if not fun. Yeah. But you know how Blizzard does it. Like the, the word fun and addiction kind of get blurred a little bit with blizzard games and you got to stop and ask yourself why am i really playing this game you might have um, just figured out why they're a multi-billion dollar company did they blur those two <laughs> words very well yeah today. yeah they've they've managed to uh to do that but yeah i don't know what about you amanda uh so me i kind of feel like 
compared to 2022 and 2021, I kind of feel like I played a lot less games overall throughout the whole year, but I had a few games where I just played the fuck out of them. That was uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Diablo 4, and Baldur's Gate 3. Um, and even though I say that, Nick is probably sitting there being like, yeah, but you haven't even beat the game yet. <laughs> like, so should, believe it or not, she still hasn't left chapter one. She said she did, but I haven't seen any I proof. did. I, I checked oh, her I achievements and they're did. not there. I went to I'm just kidding. I did investigative put journalism. That down. Put that down. That's another lie. Nick, <laughs> another lie. I, I just said I was just kidding. I just said I was just kidding. It's, it's, the, first, it's the first lie of 2024. You know, I don't know. <laughs> no, it was a joke. Damn it. No, but I feel like this year for me was a lot of twos so like i played a lot of like tom clancy's division two and destiny two and dying light two kind of in the front half of the year um and then yeah diablo 4 came and i was taken over for sure by that i really wanted to play starfield but it's just competing against boulders gate 3 there was no way and honestly kind of based on the reviews and what everybody's been saying i feel like i only missed out on being disappointed so Maybe is that's it, not a big mess. <laughs> is it sad that Starfield isn't even competing with the whole of Baldur's Gate 3? It's just competing have, with the first have, act have, of Baldur's Gate 3. Have you, <laughs> have you seen the, the shit that people are putting on that are revolting after the Steam Awards? And it's like, most innovative gameplay. And people were like, oh, what yeah. the fuck is this? You know, uh, if you were going to give them any kind of kudos, that would not have been... It no, maybe the shipbuilding, but still, Lego did a better fucking job. It yeah. did. Um, I'm so. I'm. It's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about as far as gaming interview. I wanted Starfield to do good. I wanted Starfield to be Starcraft in space. But as soon as they were like, I mean, not Starcraft, uh, Skyrim in space. But as soon as they were like, you could explore all these generated worlds, or you can explore all these generated things. I'm like, nope. That's where you lose the soul. As soon as you put any kind of auto-generated shit in it, your game loses its soul. Like, like there's no feeling, there's no artistic talent. It just feels like I'm talking to a robot and I'm running into a place with no fucking map. How do you make a game with no map in the future? I don't understand it. I thought it was a fun game uh, that was definitely had way too much loading screens in. And then you sent me a video, a 45-minute video on why it sucked, and now I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Great job, Nick. You ruined stayed. Christmas. You ruined yeah. Starfield job, Christmas. <laughs> I would rather play f- fucking Fallout 3 than Starfield. Yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, well, uh, take that, though. Starfield. Yeah, Fallout yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. like 12 years old, 14 years old. A game that was good that people also hated was City Skylines 2, which was my most played game on my Steam Year in Review. In October, you know, they have those little bar charts or whatever. It was like 90% City Skylines, too, that I, that I played. Why did people um, hate it? Because of the performance issues? Don't even... Uh, I don't even want to go over it. It disgusts me so much. I was looking... I was looking Catch for the after-show interview. <laughs> yeah, I was looking through all our listener questions and all our episodes uh, to fill out the stats. And uh, yeah, the City Skyline 2 thing really pisses me off. There's people who are playing like 70 hours of this game and then negative reviewing it saying it only reaches 30 FPS. Like, what? Like that just boils my blood, guys. Like, come on. Um, yeah, that, that's it for City I'm Skylines not going to go over it, but let me go over it. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 30 <laughs> FPS? That sounds pretty nice yep. when you got a dying laptop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I am so glad that Steam did that wrap up. I'm glad that most companies do. Um, what, what what company was? Oh, I, I, I brought. This, I already talked about this before. Yeah, Spotify did it, but then Nespresso did it, and Nespresso was like, 
you spent this much on coffee this year. I'm like, oh my uh, god, we need to, we need to stop doing that stop right away. <laughs> stop it! I thought it was the worst. Like coffee. Bad idea from their point too, yeah, because so it's bad. just like it, when it you is. show somebody like, yeah. look at how much money you spend, they're gonna look at that and go, oh yeah, fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm drinking Folgers now. Your local coffee. We bought a coffee pot and we started doing coffee and we realized that that sucks and we went back to the espresso. <laughs> so we incurred it's, the cost of a hundred dollar coffee pot as well. And now, yeah, it, it's it's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I thought it was funny that uh, one of the my top games played last year was Street Fighter Five. This was news to me. I think my Steam shit is fucked up, by the way. But um, and Steam and Street Fighter Six is way better. But I'm not playing it as much as Street Fighter Five because this this year's been insane. I mean, yeah, no, this year's had... was insane, insane. Well, yes, this is the this is the year. We're not. You can't say that this is the bar, but we're going to talk about this year for in the future. Like, oh, you know, it, it, it's a good year, but it's no 2023. You know what I mean? I feel like. It, I think that like so far in the 20s, like the 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, it's definitely the top one out of all of those. Um, in the 20s? Yeah. yeah, in the 20s. And so, I mean, that's kind of weird, huh? When you think of the it's 20s, you think of like the, the 20s, flapper dude. fucking era and like the Great Gatsby and all yeah. that bullshit in World War One. Um, actually, World War One in 1918. So, um, yeah, like you said, dude, this alive. is just a... You're so close. Sorry, <laughs> You're getting dangerously close. <laughs> As, as for the games uh, this year, like you said, it, it really has been one for the record books. I think that every single category could have been, like for the Game Awards, could have been like elaborated with two or three more nominations, and you still would have had contenders for those nominations, right? Um, I think what's another cool thing about this year is that you had so many indie pops, like so many indie good games, as well as AAA games, and then you had like sleeper hits. Um, and then also, also you have like the hump on the camel's back, which carried most of the shit was Baldur's Gate three, which is arguably game of the fucking last five years. Um, and so, yeah. Does anyone else have any like favorites or anything that they want to bring up? Well, um, this was the year that I finally got into sea of thieves. I feel like that was a long time coming. And when I looked back at my steam review, March and April, I spent, a, a wild amount of time in that game. Like, I don't know what was going on those months, but I spent a lot of time in Sea of Thieves. Um, and I'm happy about that. Like, I'm still going back to that game. I'm still playing it. Like, I knew it, it's so weird to have that relationship with a game. You're like, wow, this is perfect for me, yet I'm not interested in it and I don't want to play it. And then when it finally clicks, I don't know. I think that's mm-hmm. what Emilio experienced with Cyberpunk 2077 at mm-hmm. first because now it's finally clicking for him. But that's how it was for Sea of Thieves with me this year. Same thing with Witcher 3. It took me three, four times. Wow took me three, four tries. You know, um, if if it's good and it persists to be good and everybody's saying it's good for years, then eventually you're just like, okay, uh, now I get it. Most of the time it'll work out that mm-hmm. way. It, it pays off. Um, I wanted to play but, less of more games like overall. That was kind of one of my goals for last year. And I know achievements aren't, you know, the greatest marker of like, um, how long you've spent in a game. Because some games you can like 100% them really yeah. easily. Yeah, one Other game games... will skew the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, when you have a library so huge, I do feel like moving the average up is um, an indication. So I went from 16% to 21%, you know? 
And when I looked at the amount of games played, it was far less too. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm doing, uh, I'm doing what I wanted. Like I want to get really deep into like story games and I want to kind of experience them as the developers intended. Something like Black Mesa, you know, was not something I would have ever played like three or four years ago, like ever, you know, I would have played the first message and I would have been like, okay, cool. Then I would have gone back to like a grand strategy game, which I can replay a hundred times and basically just doing variations of the same thing. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a good thing to notice. I'm sorry, Christian. I'm dumb. Oh, you went from 61, 16 to 21% and what? Uh, like my global achieve, my global average achievement for my steam library. Oh, gotcha. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a lot. That's a big jump. I had like way that that was one of my stats that was way above everybody else. Um, I think the average achievements is like seventy, and I had four hundred and five. But I think it's because I play so many little games, and I get one or two here and there. Maybe I don't know. Um, I, I played almost no VR last year. That was a really big bummer to read. And then um, at the end of the year, it's funny. Right before the finish line, I fell in love with Cyberpunk. Um, so that's how my year went, basically. And I'm I'm really hopeful going into next year. Because you know what? Even if it's a shit year for games, everything from this year is going to spill over into that for me. Uh, Cyberpunk, Baldur's Gate, fucking... Uh, I've been itching for Returnal ever since I've been thinking about it again. I'm, going, I'm thinking about it so much recently. I'm like, why did I delete it? I think I had to delete it in order to play more games. <laughs> that's when you know it's a good year yeah. yeah i i had to buy two nvme drives for this year to be able to install shit and i put in another two terabytes and i have so many games on my computer and i'll randomly have the itch to play one like one that's 130 gigs aka war thunder i played for like two hours the other day i'm like all right i haven't touched this time to wait another year to touch it again so okay. You know what? I thought this year was the first time that I had ever used the Steam refund feature because oh. I actually refunded Starship Troopers Extermination, not because it was a terrible game, but just because I thought, I don't think I'm ever going to play this. We played it one night after we streamed Lethal Phasmophobia, Company? I think. Phasmophobia. No, Phasmophobia. Mm -hmm. Oh, and what after a we night streamed, that was. We were high was on camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> And we had such I a great time that we played, we played some Starship Troopers. And at the end of it, I was like, eh, you know what? I don't think I'm ever going to play this game again. So I had to look up, how do you refund a game on Steam? Because huh. I thought I had never done it before. But upon, I, I put this in the show notes. And then upon looking at this, I looked at the history, my purchase history. Turns out that I actually have. And uh, that game was in 2021, Dwarfheim was returned oh, so no. i remember yeah. dwarf dude yeah oh that which that i one, think that game is uh, like they got rid of it it's not even on steam anymore oh mm, shit really? damn that, i think oh yeah I'm i think so just bobby's refunding it yeah yeah so i good thing good, good thing i did but yeah so uh, apparently this wasn't the year that i learned how to refund games on steam bobby two things for you uh one um the other night when we were looking what to play together, we ended up playing uh, the the finals, which was such mm -hmm. a good, great night of games, man. Yeah. I'm so glad we played that. But um, I first suggested to you uh, For the King 2. And you're like, I don't own it. And then I was like, 
uh, later on i thought about it i was like oh you should have bought it played it for two hours and then returned it but little did i know you didn't know how to fucking return things but yeah we should have tried it out just uh i'm sure nick nick maybe you'll play it with me play know. what for the king two yeah um i i still haven't touched it dude and it's literally been sitting in my library for like three months well at least you have it and yeah, then, um, do have it. so does so does leslie and it's a four-player game now too by the way Bobby, the other thing is, I'm I'm curious if you're, I guess you don't know, but uh, do you like the way that you did Sea of Thieves, or would you have liked to ride the initial wave when you know when it blew up? I think yeah. I don't I think I think on release it didn't blow up, but then a couple months after, a few patches later, it really blew. Yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know. I spent a lot of time away from that game. I played it right when yeah. it came out and just. It couldn't really get into it and then it kind of dipped a toe every now and then but i i'm totally fine with how that all worked out because in my opinion the game's getting better and better like they yeah. just season 10 came out not too long ago they've added a whole bunch of new stuff like they're they're always adding to the game and it's it, in my opinion just getting better i uh i got to play a couple nights of sea of thieves as well and as someone who was there for the first uh like two months of the game releasing and playing every day for like three to four hours I would say the current version is like way better. I would rather play now than I would before. Now, the only issue is that my friends are all busy. We're all of a sudden now picking up PUBG again for some reason. I don't know Dude, why. I saw you on that. Gross. What the fuck? What's wrong That's with so you? so random. Go to the therapist. Uh, yeah. Don't open the game. Like, I'll do yourself a favor. If, dude. dude, I mean, is it fun? Nick? It's fun. It's fun as shit. So they, so PUBG used to run like a potato on a treadmill. Um, and now it's way better. The only issue, the only main issue now is the fact that, um, like, there's bots. And I, I think it's really only in an unranked games, and that's why they require you to get to level 80 to be able to play ranked games, which get to get to level 80 is at least, like, I don't know, 40 hours of playtime. And so it's it's pretty rough, but I think that's how they did, like, to get, they get people out of rank with bots. Um, I've only ever ran into a hacker once out of, like, I don't know, 90 games. Um, which used to be the the biggest problem, and the reason why we all stopped playing PUBG is because there yeah. were so many hackers. Um, like you would see people literally teleport on top of a drop that's midair, and then pick up everything, and then come off, and then all kinds of shit. Um, the game's super super predatory now, though, when it comes to crafting and money. Um, but it, there, nothing is pay to win, nothing is pay to access. It's all just cosmetics, which is nice, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I just okay. picked it up randomly. That's fun. All right, we're still talking about PUBG in 2024. That's insane. <laughs> oh. Cool. Anything else right. in this Thanks. section that anyone wants to go over before we uh, hear from someone special? Yeah, Bobby. Let's hear. All right, let's hear from our next listener, White but still hip, about what his favorite game of the year was. Hey, this is White but still hip. Game of the year is Baldur's Gate 3, and honestly, I, I don't see a legitimate argument for any other game if you even remotely enjoy RPGs. By the way, I was one of the people who totally didn't even realize that the Underdark existed in my first playthrough. So after I listened to last week's episode, or whichever week it was, I uh, realized that's as good a reason as any, you know, to go back and do a second playthrough. This time I'm going to be a Starian. I'm going to fuck my entire party. It's going to be amazing. Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3, easy. <laughs> And yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, even with Hysterian, you can only romance so many people before the game says no, no. So you have to download the romance everybody you want mod. Uh, that how do you know this, dude? 
because people were on the Reddit were like, you can't sleep with everybody through a playthrough. Why is it not an achievement? And so it's like stuff like that. Um, that is true. Why is it not an achievement? I can get an ach- achievement for punting a squirrel into a wall, but not fucking everyone. <laughs> they have an Emilio achievement as well. I don't know if you guys ever heard of this one. So when you take a long rest, you have to choose supplies. Uh, and so usually like each thing, like a carrot will be a value of two, but you have to reach a value of 40 to be able to long rest. And if you play on, on hard mode, you, you get 80. Well, the thing is, if you long rest and you choose nothing but alcohol, that's an achievement. It's a it's a hidden achievement to be able to get all all forty points with just alcohol. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, it's but it's once again, good. let's get that straight. You can get an achievement for just being an alcoholic, but you won't get an achievement for being a little hoe. That is that's not fair. This is twenty twenty four. This is twenty twenty four. That's a weird phrase to hear, and yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> So here at the DL Gaming Podcast, we've been uh, trying, beating our heads against the wall about how can we get more listeners? How can we get you guys to help us out? And then I had, I did some internet searching and I came up on this idea from the 80s originally and then redone in the 90s. Go ahead and play that bean footage, man. Well, you know how these things start. One guy tells another guy something and then... He tells two friends, and they tell two friends, and they tell their friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. You know how these things go. That's a that's an okay way to go about it. But the, here at the DLG, we like to we like exponential growth. So get ready for this. You go out tomorrow, and you tell three friends. And they tell. Do we know that our listeners have three friends? <laughs> they tell three friends, and they tell three friends, and uh, I've done the math, and I think it's ninety nine percent more growth potential than that last clip that you mm-hmm. just heard. Yeah, I mean, it was the eighties. The technology has come so far. <laughs> the technology. You can tell a lot more friends things way easier. Yeah. Now. I mean, I told five coworkers, and like Bobby has said before in the past, like nobody cares at work. So <laughs> if we can get three friends, that's that is yeah. going to be golden. Yeah, the golden that's rule. Be golden. But it make sure weird. that those three friends tell three friends. Follow up with them. Follow up on your right, leads. Right, leads. right, right. Yeah. yeah. Make it <laughs> make it like a scary pyramid scheme cult thing. You know? Did you tell anybody about this? <laughs> Knock on people's doors so you don't really know. Uh, sorry, don't do that. Uh, it was weird stickers. when I made uh, uh, after I posted some of the reels. I had some of my friends like the podcast page because like our our accounts are linked, and I was like, oh, that's I don't know, that's that's pretty close to home. I don't know about that one, but yeah. So I'm telling, I'm doing my part. You could say, you know, I'm doing my part. <laughs> um, sp- speaking of things not doing their part, uh, this is the part of the show where we're going to talk about bullshit categories which are categories that we've invented uh, in regards to game of the year uh, or the game of the year episode um, for example my category is best game to buy and never play be- again because you got distracted and uh, my nominees this year are rogue trader for the king two destroyer the u-boat hunter and half-life alex what one nick for me it's rogue trader because i really gotta go play that game again it's my date night game with leslie Wait, you're and skipping so, on date night, dude? 
well, we're doing other shit on date night, you know, oh, like, gotcha, movies gotcha, and stuff. Gotcha. But see, see, go back to uh, Rian's anal beats. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, yeah, we might have to bring those in. We might have to buy a pair of those. See, I feel like Half Life Alex would be a strong contender because it's VR. I, I feel yeah, like it really is. the uh, the barrier to entry for Dude, VR games is a lot higher. When I was playing that game, I'm like, I don't need drugs anymore. This is so fucking crazy. Not that I need drugs, but I mean, like, there's no need for drugs anymore. This is so surreal. And then I still don't play it. You know what I mean? Like, because it's such a commitment putting something on your face. And yeah, you just took drugs instead. Yeah, let's go back to drugs. <laughs> drugs are cheaper. Nick, do you know how hard I worked? Do you know how much I, basking in the hot sun, staying out late at night, the moon was shining on my face, freezing to death in the Canadian winterlands to get you the code for Destroyer, the U-Boat Hunter? Only I know, I gotta to play, dude. Play. I gotta play to make the fucking video. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I I'm knew this was gonna joking. come up. It wasn't. Uh, you're like, can I get one of those 10,000 keys we have for this game? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it's all good. Uh, uh, I'll definitely play it. You heard it here yeah. first, folks. Uh, I definitely will play all the games on this list. Ooh. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, Until he's like, go. ooh, look at that piece of candy. Yeah. <laughs> There's no new good games in a while. <laughs> What's like that? PUBG? Players yeah. of the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you want to know why I've been playing so much? I was supposed to see these motherfuckers when I went to California, and I got COVID, and I had to spend uh, ten days in my parents' house. That really so I'm like, sucks. I got to play extra games with them. So yeah, that's why that's <laughs> we all fair. make sacrifices for the people we love. I would play yeah, Players Unknown Battlegrounds for close family, probably. Uh, <laughs> my category is best game to play when you have to watch a cat recover from surgery. So our cat Cherry had surgery, and a part of her medication. That she had to have. She was beside me, basically, for a lot of nights. I had to stay up and watch her and give her medication. She was on three medications. They were all on different hours, so it was kind of a lot. Uh, so I played a lot of video games. My nominees are Victoria 3, Battletech, Rome 2 Total War, and Mechabellum. I'm looking for games that I can pause and give medication to. I'm looking for games where I don't have to focus 100% on the game. I can, you know, 80 game, 20% cat. That's the ideal thing I'm looking for here. <laughs> So it's a dad game, dude. A dad game, yes, yes. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to say Victoria Three because what am I doing? Watching little numbers go up, watching my buildings build themselves, uh, checking in on my political parties, seeing you know what did they think in the 1880s? Spoiler alert: nothing good. You know, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of bad shit. Uh, But yeah, had a lot of fun with Victoria 3. Thank you for being a pausable spreadsheet simulator that is still pretty fun to play. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that does kind of sound like a lot of work, though. But I'm just kind of saying that to use as a a good good segment into into mine. Because my category is uh, that, you know what, having a job isn't enough. But these games, and one of these games, is really the best video game for having a job and then paying for it instead of being paid, like your actual job. <laughs> and so, <laughs> sorry, that's loud. But um, yeah, so we've got Overcooked. A um, lot of people love this game. <laughs> this game is the epitome of a goddamn job to me. <laughs> um, and then Ark I put on here um, because at least Ark is like so grindy. You know, you're... You're like a dinosaur breeder. You're a farmer. You're you're doing all these things. But that is uh, arc is certainly like work, especially when you are on sleep 
like timetables to get on to the game at Jesus. a certain time so that yeah then it turns into <laughs> a job right i'm not wrong like it does get that sweaty <laughs> so um not for broadcast kind of for obvious reasons you're sitting there like filtering the media and have to be right on top of people like right when they say something wrong so that way it doesn't go into media that's a fucking job um and then uh, space lines from the far out where you are a flight attendant that's taking care of a bunch of uh, like little baby human they're not literal babies they're just humans that apparently like will shit their pants in the middle of a flight and stuff because they got scared because an asteroid came by so you know it's basically taking care of children in a full-time job and so <laughs> i guess started talking about this because my one coworker talked about how much she loved overcook because it was so much like work and i mm. cringed very hard from that because i play <laughs> video is games because that sounds like some german shit yeah, well, my job is a lot of like time management and stuff. Like Overcooked really is a great example of what my job is like, where you're kind of taking care of like multiple things going on at once and trying to accomplish tasks all at the same time. So time management, but uh, which is why also to Overcooked to me wins at being Woo! a job that you pay for that you don't get paid. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to Overcooked too. Yeah, yes. we, need some, we need some more fanfare for the winners here. Short on time, do you guys throw samples at each other like an overcook? Like, gotta get that thing in the oh, <laughs> from no, across the room. Like, it's more like <laughs> labels and like paperwork uh, <laughs> these days. It's like, why? Yeah, <laughs> there was a while there. Uh, Bobby was playing some games that we could have done well in here. He was playing like space viscera cleanup detail dave the diver is another one that probably could go on this list i just didn't want to put games that like i personally have not played on it but i do feel like Mm. a lot of games fit into that category you'd be surprised how little of that game is running the sushi bar it it actually is a smaller part but i guess there's other things to do like manage the farm Um, there's a um there's a house flipper there's the um power wash one those are all just jobs they are yeah yeah Yeah. dude there's so many of them on the switch because like since my laptop (laughs) is dying and i want a game i've been like trying to play my nintendo switch a lot more and i was looking at all the deals and all the deals are basically like yeah let's put your ass to work but you're gonna pay us for it you want to sit there and be a a delivery driver simulator (laughs) like it's so wild (laughs) There's a gardening one called Mexican for a day. It's terrible. Terrible reviews. <laughs> Probably underpaid as well. Wow. Yeah, wow. underpaid for sure. <laughs> yeah. Get the cops calling me. All right. For my category. So when I was trying to come up with a category, all I could think about, which is how much better at video games I am than you guys like in general. Like not... Yeah. Not like, I mean, maybe there's a game here or there where you guys are better than me, but for overall, I just, I feel like I'm on another level. Like Risk so what's, or, or Chess. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the best game that showcases how much better I am at everybody? And some of these take a little bit of explaining. So Phasmophobia. So Nick has the hours, but if you look at how many hours I have and how much I've accomplished and how good i've gotten at the game pretty impressive i mean you're kind of carried haven't quite figured out not dying in the closet and shutting the door but you know (laughs) nobody's perfect sea of thieves put a ton of hours into that 
Um, I was surprised. So I, I talked to a lot of people that played Sea of Thieves, and then I played with them, and they don't really do PvP. But I went right into the PvP, and uh, you know what? I get blown up a lot, but every now and then I sink somebody, and it feels real good. Um, the finals just came out, played it for like two hours, just instantly good, just a natural at it. I'm healing, I'm killing, really killing. It's uh, fucking, what build like, dude, are you like playing all the time? Hero, dude. The, you, the medium, yeah, yeah, it was incredible. Um, and then of course, lethal company, because um, <laughs> I don't try to face tank turrets, which is you know, <laughs> not that hard to do. It was a moment it's, of testing, okay. <laughs> and that, that's there was also a pretty good moment where you, science. where Nick fell off of a bridge and didn't make a jump. That was pretty hilarious. What was hilarious about that? By the way, Lethal Company's got to be the winner here because you know we've got the <laughs> we've got the footage to prove it. But what was hilarious about when Nick fell off there is I jumped over first, and then all I hear from behind me is just like "whoa, shit!" And then I look around. I look behind me and Nick is just gone. He's not there. He's just in the bottomless pit below. And then later, Nick actually was recording and he uploaded that footage to the Google Drive. And I got to see it from his perspective. And um, it was even funnier that way. Because <laughs> I screamed. I was like, ah! <laughs> Bobby, that, an infamous moment for me is when you say, it's like you're playing chess, but the people you're playing chess with are eating the pawn. That that was maybe one of the funniest things ever said that I've heard in my fucking life, dude. Because then after I watched the actual clips of what you guys were doing, you weren't lying. <laughs> you, were like, you weren't lying at all. Yeah. You guys, we, we need to play uh, Lethal Company, and we need to play it with one mod yes. in particular. There's a mod called the Skinwalker mod, oh, and what it does is it uses AI to replace uh, one of the... It gives a new mob into the game, and it replaces the mob's voice with the user's voices oh, after God. recording them for the first five minutes of, of play. Oh. And, and it's like... Hey Emilio, or like I'm over here, guys, or it's like, uh, and it would be like Bobby's voice, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so terrified. That's, that's dude. awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's we nuts. definitely need to play that game again. Yeah, it's so good. But, uh, uh, what time? Up. Yeah, uh, you're the best game that proves that I'd rather be playing DVT D and D, but I don't have the time nor the friends. So I just saw I was looking at the like. I don't know how many get 57 games that I played this year on Steam alone or whatever it was. And um, I saw the through line. <laughs> There's like a lot of role playing on here. There's a lot of like, you know, adventuring D&D based stuff. So Final Fantasy 7, Baldur's Gate 3, Stolen Realm, and uh, Wildermyth. Uh, Wildermyth got game, game of the year. The prior year i think from pc gamer or something like that uh but anyway uh obviously this one has to go to Baldur's gate because it's almost exactly like playing DD, but you know virtually so uh with with a story like a long torn long-term story that's a through line that goes through the whole thing so uh a little boring but yeah I like these games and I, you know, I'm sure I'm 100% sure when I live in a retirement home, I'm going to try to be getting a D and D game going. D and D at the retirement home. Hell yeah. Yeah. Is Baldur's Gate going to sweep the DLG game of the year episode? Stay tuned. I don't know. No spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. All right, Bobby. All right. Well, we've got another listener 
who uh, recorded some audio here about their favorite game this year. This one is from Scram TX. There have been so many great games this year, from Hogwarts Legacy to Dave the Diver. But hands down, it's not even a contest. Game of the year, probably game of the decade, maybe even best game ever made, Baldur's Gate 3. Wow. Short, succinct. Short and sweet. Why does it <laughs> yeah. sound like he was fucking recording that in the uh, closet hiding from his Because he was Dave the Diver. No, he was diving underwater <laughs> and like getting his sushi. He can't like, tell I'm anyone. just taking a moment. All his friends She's or like, family are like, dude, stop playing Baldur's Gate. He's like, record. He's like, Baldur's Gate is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my family will kill me if they if they know I'm taking this and it's going to be put on the air. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's pretty fantastic it's always nice to hear from our listeners of what they like we're gonna take a short little break i'm bringing to you this uh episode was brought to you by the newest role-playing game called legends of the mitten quest around michigan i'm gonna read this and of course a beautiful midwest accent brought to you by chat gbt <laughs> so imagine it guys The scene opens with majestic shots of Michigan's diverse landscapes from the shores of Lake Superior to bustling cityscapes of Detroit. And that's when you hear, howdy there, fellow Michiganders and adventurers alike. Buckle up your boots because we're going to be taking an exhilarating journey through the heartland of Michigan. Don't know why we're Southern, but we are. So, <laughs> but so you know, you gather up, you get your gear, you rally your crew, and you're going to delve into the fantastical world of Legends of the Mitten. You got to choose your path through forests or caves or urban landscapes because there are caves in Michigan, that's for sure. You're going to encounter mystical creatures inspired by Michigan folklore, like the mighty Wendigo or the crafty Michigan Dogman. And so you got to craft your own legend as you uncover secrets hidden within the depths of Kitchita Kippy or as you navigate through the bustling streets of Ann Arbor. You got to harness the power of Michigan's natural wonders and channel it into epic quests. So join the adventures and become a legend of the Legends of Mitten, the quest around Michigan, available now <laughs> on all gaming pa- uh, platforms. And you know what? If you don't get, if you can't get it as a game, well, then maybe hopefully we can get it at DLGCon. This whole thing was a fucking ad for DLGCon. Yes, that's right. You heard it. I wanted to be in Michigan. Let's do it. So, oh, <laughs> that leads us into our great uh, next. Uh, next you know category which is the community or listener or patreon category and so bobby you want to lead us off speaking of dlg con yeah i thought we could vote on what was the best dlg con that we've had so we've had five of them now and listing them all out i realized three have been in san diego there's of course the first one that we did in 2019 right there on the beach at, in san diego Um, The second one was tough because that was during the heart of COVID, really, but we still made it happen. Um, (laughs) Some people got COVID, although not from from DLGCon. Some people brought COVID. Um, And then after that, we went to Las Vegas, which was a different DLGCon. It was a lot of fun, but it was definitely different than the other ones. And then, of course, Austin, Texas in 2022, that was an experience. And then for the fifth year, we brought it back to San Diego. 
um, in my hometown, a little deeper into uh, the eastern side of San Diego, uh, but with an amazing house. So for me, the best were really the first and the last one. The first one's kind of hard to top because that was the first time a lot of us met each other in person. And it was just... I, I don't know. There, there's just no top in meeting everybody for the first time. Now, the last one I also really like because we've gotten pretty good at doing this. You know, Days has gotten really good at Days setting this up. Good at this. Yeah, I mean, she does. She does quite a bit to make this happen. Um, but we, you know, we were rolling some uh, some footage there. We got some good footage. We had a good time. We played lots of games. Like I felt like we did everything right in the last DLG con. Um, so it's, it's kind of between those two for me, but what do you guys think? I think you should choose a winner, Bobby. This okay. Is award show. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go with the, the first fence. one. First one. Yeah. The first one. Wrong. Yeah. No, sure. Nice. Good pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like the Vegas one. I like going to a new place, uh, and not going to the Vegas Strip, I thought was super interesting. Maybe for you guys who have probably been to Vegas a lot more than us Canadians, maybe explored it. But um, yeah, I mean, we had the best. I had the best sushi of my life on that one, which I think is a great experience. So yeah, hmm. hell yeah. Uh, for me, it was it's like a tie between the first one for the same reasons you said. It's really hard to top the first one. Um, and Chi mostly planned that one, but like that one was super fun because it is and it's also the the beginning it's what started all of it right and so that's what was really cool i was actually like thinking about trying to make like my categories like the best moments in dlg con uh but i didn't want it to compete too much with what you were doing with your categories but it obviously plays into like what for me is the best dlg con and one of the funniest things to me about the first year is that we totally had an npc just running around naked that jumped into the pool and no where is that guy who knows anything about that guy <laughs> some random dude and then you know i think the fourth year to me at least for austin was really special but that's because a lot of those guys that also showed up i've played so many shooters with and stuff and call of duty and tarkov and so for me that was like two communities combining together and to watch Emilio come from brisket for the first time, like in real time was really beautiful as well. I like walked in and just watched the gates of heaven open in his eyes as he uh, tried Duder McBadass's meat. And it was, it was a special mm -hmm. moment, you know? And so, but the last year, I mean, we killed it. Yeah. This last year was really great. Uh, so yeah, say, yeah, I agree. Um, I guess for me personally, going to Austin was something I wouldn't have done I wanted to do and never did and maybe wouldn't have done uh, outside on my personal life. So it was great. Um, but ultimately, like DLG for DLG sake, probably number one, because a lot of people came. Uh, it's a super nice house in a super epic location. And it made us look like we knew what the fuck we were doing. It was so expensive. But uh, yeah, it was, it was very nice. And uh, John... John fucking made sure nobody starved in a really good way. Um, yeah, I, I think it has to go to number one. But yeah, we're getting better at this. Like it, it was, it was um, It was lightning in a bottle for number one, and the last one is a refined machine. Like we're getting better at this. Do you think you guys would have done DLG kind of again if the first one didn't go so well? Hmm. Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe. Probably not. I, I don't think we even when we first did it, I don't think we even planned to do it again at at all. It was kind of after it was over that we're like, we should 
do this again next year. This was a lot yeah. of fun. The way well, the way I see start, Amanda. Yeah, like it was. I, I remember that uh, she originally like had a bunch of people that were going to meet up with her and like rent out a house for TwitchCon, and then it kind of turned into like, why don't we just make it kind of like a DLG TwitchCon thing where like a bunch of people from the community could come stay with us, and then like a bunch of people could go to TwitchCon, and then pretty much nobody went to TwitchCon and yeah. they stayed at the house because they had yeah. so much fun that like it was just like oh my god we've we've got something here like we we really should just uh keep trying to do this and like organize this with the community um and then of course COVID hit <laughs> so and then at that point it was kind of like well fuck it I think we need this actually as a community I think a lot of us do need it and I felt that way too like even with this last year like I know I needed it I think everybody that showed up kind of needed it as well of like a break and just a good time to enjoy a wonderful time of playing board games and nerding out about video games with some really cool people that we have really spent a lot of time online with that we then get to do in real life with which is like so amazing and And eating delicious carnitas yeah well the carnitas were super good dude they really were and honestly like they were so fire in the quiche like they they, like that was they were so good in the quiche they were loved by everyone they were really (laughs) they were like and so i mean i think that one of the things that i loved so much about this past year in comparison to all the other years that i think stands out and why to me like the fifth year kind of held its own in the top was that we did have like a community potluck almost which also took a lot of the work off because like shout out to jp diddy seriously every year that dude has like fed the entire house and that is a huge task and so much work and so much mental load and labor and everything and sorry, but the fact that everybody kind of took a turn doing that last year, like I think really helped and also really made it amazing because a lot of people got to showcase a lot of incredible things that they could make. And it was just kind of like one thing that you had to do, right? And so it was like, I remember when Lotion was uh, grilling up a bunch of kebabs and different skewers and things like that and ch- and shrimp and Diddy, of course, with the quiche every year. That's now a tradition. And so I just, yeah, the food is phenomenal. And I really appreciate the people that have showed up every year and the ones that have put the work in as well. And it's, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, last little thing that I, when you were talking, I was thinking about something. Board games didn't come into until San Diego two, or the second one, uh, because of COVID. I I feel like or something. Mm-hmm. There was very little board games, and then ever since the second one, it's been pretty board game heavy, which I'm I'm very happy mm-hmm. about. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, that yeah, also yeah. leads me into my section, dude. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, that, yeah. like, you know, setup because I'm going to take it. So to me, my category is the best board game or party game that I have learned about from a listener over the years. Um, and so I remember, I think the second year of DLG Con is when I was introduced to Coup by JP Diddy, which has become such a staple in like every DLG con since then. Shout out nominated. to the real Duke, the tag Loro of the group. Yeah. <laughs> like, every year he sweeps house as the fucking Duke. Like, <laughs> so, and I think with the binding of Isaac, I can't remember. I really feel like it was you, Emilio, that introduced it. It might have been Cricket, or maybe you guys both knew about it. Probably at the same time. We probably played a game together, but um, yeah, nobody beats me at that game. Yeah, and that game's just phenomenal. Such an awesome like crossover too to take from like a video game world and put it into a board game because it's a I, fantastic board game. I just uh, really quick with that one. I played with uh, Mila and Sam like the weekend before last, 
and uh, they had they had so much fun. They both want to play. Sam Sam really likes uh, buying Eliza because she sees the items and she's like, "Oh, this is." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." This, I've been trying to get you to play this, so yeah, they love it. And these are non board game players, you know. It's so great when it clicks like that too. You guys were talking yeah. earlier about like when a game clicks, and I think with a board game, it's kind of like that too. And for me, like the whole nostalgic thing plays into. Uh, one of the other ones I put on here was Oregon Trail. Ashley brought that, I think, in Vegas is when that one got introduced into the DLG circle or whatever. And Oregon Trail is, like, one of my go-to games. It's, like, the easiest one to bring. And like, tons of people. It's super easy to explain. Like, it's a lot of fun. And I have this thing going where it seems like the person that wants to play the game the most, like, the when I'll introduce it to people, like, yeah, I have the Oregon Trail. The person in the group that is the most excited tends to die in the first three turns from snake bite or dysentery which to me is like hilarious <laughs> as fuck because it happens cool. all the time and i'm like this is something and so <laughs> it's just it's too funny so if you really want to play oregon trail you will die on the trail <laughs> that's the moral of the story it's <laughs> a lot of insta kills in that game I there are a lot of insta kills Definitely. Um, and then and JP Diddy has brought a lot of amazing board games, I think, that has really entered into the like lexicon of board games that just continuously make it every year. Like uh, Dungeon Mayhem is one of the ones that he brought. Super fun, really amazing, really fast play as well. And like a lot of really great like D&D characters, including some Baldur's Gate characters that are in there. And I, I remember like I think this past year he brought like the massive box that has just like every single character that you could play and there's so many and now at this point um but that one was super fun as well and then i think christian you were the one that introduced us all to gartic phone right or was that taylor i think it was taylor yeah okay he, so he's Ted, the one who introduced yeah. me at you least you mean the so. duke i mean the duke himself the duke duke the taylor duke <laughs> Tag Loro introducing Gardic Phone and that game is so funny and so amazing. I do remember it was it's kind of wild though when you do one of the draw ones and there's like 20 some people because I do remember we were all sitting there and you and Rianne were like guys it's worth it just stick just stick with it it's yeah. worth it and it <laughs> yeah. so was it so was and it's so funny and like that kind of mixes with Telestrations After Dark also a phenomenal board game that I Oh, oh no. no, we lost her. No, we're left no. off. Oh, she's, she's back. back. <laughs> she's back. She's back. Oh, it's a no, Christmas we... miracle. <laughs> I don't know we if we can hear her. her, her oh, no, her input's no, changed. Her I don't input know if she can changed. hear us. Oh, it so sucks. Oh, no. Okay, her lap- well, so I'm gl- her laptop's on the fritz, and she said that it would be so romantic that it died at the end of this episode. I don't know if that's what's going on. Uh, it could be, maybe. But, I think uh, we had a quick see. restart. Just have to plug in the inputs again, maybe. But in the meantime, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about this list. A couple of these games on this list have become staples in my house. Like, I just bought my parent-in-law's uh, coup, and they all love it, you know? Like, they're like, yeah. oh, a game of lying and deception? That's fucking awesome. And that's from DLGCon, which is kind of cool. Have What's guys- funny is that... it's. It's a game against everything that Canadians are born and raised for. <laughs> um, what's funny is that with Dungeon, I mean, with um, Coup, it was a game that I played before and I played with my friends before ever, you know, being to any of the DLG cons or anything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. It's time to get on. Like, it, it, it's like, it was go time as soon as I saw it at DLG con in Austin. 
And you're like a like, sleeper agent. I, you're like, I've been to Coup before. Yeah. <laughs> Coup, Coup is my version of Emilio's categories. When what that means is that every time we have like a like a family gathering, whether it's like Thanksgiving or Christmas, he'll always bring a box of categories and just leave it at that person's house. He's like, bye. Like hey, we brought categories. Yeah. But for me, I will always buy Coup and then I'll leave it at someone's house. Like I looked it at my brother and sister in law's house and I was like, all right, bye. Like, I'll see you, see you soon. Bye. I, I do it's have a so fun. shout out to Dungeon Mayhem because it's so easy to get people to start. It's the yeah. easiest game in the world. It's so easy. And like you just be like, hey, do you want to play uh, Dungeon Mayhem? I've never played. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you can tell everybody it doesn't matter if because down, the reason and it'll go fine. Yeah. The reason being, and it's, it's very much like, well, Q is way harder to teach people, but yeah, the reason why dungeon mayhem is so good is because of the fact that you, um, you get to kind of learn the game based off of your little character that you have. Like you have all the rules explained of what your character does on your card. So you give everybody five minutes to read their card and then boom, everyone's ready to go. Really? Um, as long as there's one person kind of directing or somebody who's played before, the game goes super quick. I bought. I would say, Dungeon. even though it's not the best game on this list, it's my highest recommended because it will just get you into. It, it's so good in so many different situations. Yeah, I yep. introduced it to a couple of friend groups and my parent-in-laws as well, and um, it. <laughs> the feedback they had is like people who don't play board games very much was like, Oh, when I die, I'm just out of the game forever. You know, like they had like weird, you're, you're a ghost. Well, like you are people. a ghost, but yeah, but they're like, what's this? A vengeful it's, ghost. It, yeah. So if I bring out the Oregon trail to these people, like our relationship is over. They're like, Oh, I'm yeah. out of the game at the first three turns for no reason for RNG. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, the, I'll, I'll the pick ghost. a winner for her. No, we'll wait. <laughs> Nick, you got some stuff. Yeah, so I had a very um, intimate moment with uh, with the community when it came to uh, like things to do. Uh, I was tasked with getting a design done for our uh, new sticker, um, and it was really one of the one of the moments I've ever been on the show that I had a lot of direct interaction with people in the community. A large group of people, actually, I believe over 30 people participated actively on that project. Um, and this was uh, the no- the the category is these are the nominees for people who helped out during the process and who I appreciate the most. I appreciate all of you equally, except for one person in particular. Um, the nominees are <laughs> Zap, <laughs> Zap, Cricket Soldier, Pyronical, and Tagloro. And hands down, it has to go to Tagloro. The reason I say that is this motherfucker is so active in the community when it comes to like being in the shadows. He's like, hey, this person voted twice. This person did this. This person did this. You can't see this, but this is what's going on. Uh, he's so communicative. And then he also helped me announce who won the gift card for that. And so it it was a really nice process because it kind of went over two weeks, I think, was the whole thing. And then I, I talked to so many people. So many people direct messaged me. So many people wrote me messages in the Discord itself. And so it was It was really nice being able to interact with the community. And, uh, yeah, thank you, all four of you. Um, uh, honorable mention to the lotion. I can only put four people on here uh, because, I don't know, it's just tradition, apparently, for nominating things. So. <laughs> it is, yeah. Once you have five nominations, although didn't the Game Awards have some categories where there's like six or seven nominees? Yeah, that that was the case for some of the quicker ones, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I have four what, nominees what, too. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, didn't you have something that have to do with the with the community directly? Believe it or not, these are the best listener questions. And this isn't my opinion. This is science. These are facts. So these are kind of, I'm going to read the listener questions and who asked them. So it's a bit of a spiel. But the nominees are Zap. And he said, what's something nerdy your normal friends wouldn't expect you to like? What's something your norm? What's something normal your nerdy friends wouldn't expect you to like? I feel like that just generated a great discussion. Uh, it's like a little bit of a body swap thing. I loved it. Uh, Adam said, if someone says, this is my favorite game, what game would make you instantly judge them? And obviously that game is called Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Like, no questions asked that way. <laughs> uh, so great question there. Uh, Warconius says, there are so many things going on that require your time and attention, like career, family, PC gaming, investment, sports, fitness. It's really hard to manage all. How do you achieve a live-life balance? Sometimes I'm alone in the shower or, like, just living my life, and I'm like, ha, live-life balance. That That's a good one, you know? Uh, and then another one for Warconius. I mean, he asked so many questions. He asked 33% of all listener questions this year, guys. So, I mean, that's why he's on here twice. Uh, he says, if you developed a survival crafting game that was based on the Lion King and you had to discover Prides of Lions, how terrible would the game be? Better or worse than a game based on Gollum from Lord of the Rings? Which, I mean, it's such a good... It's it's a great question to ask. I feel like it's a great question to ask. So, um, It's the only question to ask. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I have dude, to give... Some of his questions are so niche. <laughs> so good. Uh, Warconius, with your last question, Warconius. I feel like you, you swept it, bud. So thanks for always asking questions. You keep us entertained and you help us entertain people as well. So it's it's definitely appreciated. Daisy, are you back? Nope. 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 <laughs> That's a fucking x on the four day, buddy. Uh, Amelia, did you ever get to talk about your your recommendations or yeah, I did your nominations? Um, I was beating my head against the wall. I don't know, uh, and I was like, "Oh, who who recommends the best shit?" You know, and uh, Zap. I mean, I have I've literally bought probably f- seven, eight, a thousand dollars worth of items. No. <laughs> worth of items on his recommendations and for a reason. Like this desk right here, Zap. The Wi-Fi that you're hearing me on, Zap. Um, And then a few other things, but yeah, like he he always comes through, he does research and he he, he's not pushy about his recommendations. Like another person on here, um, Oh, he's not on here. I left him off, but it was Nick. Nick hits you with so many recommendations that, like, uh, you know, I, you don't know which ones are good. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's why I left him off the list. You don't know which ones are true. I mean, yeah, it's... you don't know which ones are true. Um, JP Diddy, he is a special kind of guy. He will introduce you to amazing restaurants three blocks from you that you didn't know were there. And while you're at breakfast, he is yelping the next restaurant for lunch. And at lunch, he's checking out the one for dinner. Like, it's it's crazy. And uh, it's really well done. He he knows what he's talking He took me to the best fucking restaurant in San Diego, probably. 
and we've been there several times and we're going next weekend when he flies in uh, so yeah um there is that uh bobby uh is incredible at separating the wheat from the chaff like you need this you don't need this and cut and dry and there you go but he doesn't answer his phone nor text nor uh messages or he's Discord. got some <laughs> this isn't a place well all that's positivity. gonna change dude i i got a new phone and i got a watch now too so well, you I'm haven't like, talked about any one of these I just, I literally just got them like the other we'll day. We'll talk about the next episode, I guess. Yeah. I can't yeah, wait to do it. But I've got things buzzing and ringing all around me, dude. I, <laughs> like it's just uh, I'm connected now. Oh, it's after <laughs> Christmas. I think somebody got them somewhat. <laughs> all right. Uh, and Sanguine, uh, she has been doing lots and lots of on the radar, like lots. Yeah. Um, I think I used one of hers once and I said, hey, thank you. And then she was like, this is my job now. And uh, it's been like five or ten a week. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, I got to go with Zap just because, like, it doesn't matter what I need a recommendation for. He's got one. So except for maybe games. But that's just because I haven't asked. Maybe I need to ask. He's a guru of things. Amanda, test. Hello. You no, provoke- Amanda. Can you hear no. us? Not if... Okay. okay, Amanda, give your segment with sign language and smoke signs or however you want to communicate. It's good for the podcast list. Okay, two thumbs up. <laughs> we just translate with our voices. Very excited. Amanda's running around like a mad scientist. She's smacking things, opening and closing her laptop, mixing potions together, uh, doing hardcore theoretical physics on the chalkboard behind her, and nothing seems to be working. No, it's still not working. Sorry. It, uh, okay, goodbye. Uh, so the best board game party game that she learned from a listener, what I guess we can vote, you know, we have the unique opportunity to vote on this category because of technical difficulties, right? So yeah, Nick, you're right. What, what's your vote, Nick? I'm going to say dungeon mayhem. Dungeon mayhem. Okay. Bobby. Um, I will second dungeon mayhem, uh, just cause I love that game so much and it's so easy to learn. Um, but Gardic phone really started in the last dlg con so we don't know if it it probably has legs like it's probably something we're going to continue to do at all the other dlg cons and i could see that becoming like a a big game gardic phone's a runner i was on dungeon mayhem until bobby just said that i think gardic phone might be the uh clear winner dude dungeon mayhem is so casually fun to enjoy over drinks but gardic phone i'll have to go with because you're building the bucket of water. It's above it's above everyone's head. You take like these 15 minutes, nobody's talking. It's it's silent. And then when that bucket drops, everyone is la- like your belly hurts cuz it's la- you're laughing so hard. You know, it's so good. So, I would have to go for Gardic so, Phone too. Wait, did we so we're split 2 and 2 on Gardic Phone and Dungeon Mayhem. So, oh, we Mayhem. we really need a tiebreaker here. So, Amanda, if you give us a, a thumbs up for Gardic Phone or a middle finger for Dungeon Mayhem. Yeah! Middle finger. It's, wow. Dungeon Mayhem. it's Dungeon Mayhem. Double middle Congratulations finger. Double middle finger, Dungeon Mayhem. <laughs> Dungeon Mayhem. All right. But we love you, Gardic Phone. Except your name, which is really stupid. Hey, guys. Can really you my Christmas present real quick? Well, then before you fucking break it. Yeah. What so is it? It's, it's like a... It's a stein, I guess, a 3D printed oh. stein, and it holds. Oh, it, it yeah, holds. I see. 
It's a dice tower and a stein. Hold on, hold on. Okay, hey, you're gonna have to up. point your mic yeah. at your face again. It's kind of drooping. And you put your drink in it, and then when you want to roll your die, you put it in the top of the stairs. It comes out at the bottom of the stairs. You guys see that? I wow. wish for you to have in real life friends to play Dungeons and Dragons I with. Us. I, I, every night before I go to bed, that is what I wish for you. Like that is what I every, want for you. Every time I go visit him, which has been like four or three now. I go, hey, I will host Dungeons and Dragons one shot for you and your family and Leslie. All you got to do is just convince them to play. No, they don't want to play. I can't play. I'm too tired. Nick, oh, no, I got too no drunk. Pl- You're going to do a Warhammer. You- <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm hearing the creak of Amelia's <laughs> phone. But Nick, it, y- your one shot would be in the Warhammer 40K universe, dude. Like That's a very niche no. universe. You're not saying at all. No. like no, um, no, like the the new the new like dude, the last two years nothing has been Warhammer in D anD D at all, um, and so yeah, I'm like I will literally host things in the Baldur's Gate or D anD D world and make whatever you want happen. So, thanks, man. but and we'll may, we might be visiting soon, anyways, in like three months. Ooh. So we'll see. Um, Congrats, Amanda, are you there? She is, nope, she is frozen this time. <laughs> She's that is, literally frozen. Think a screenshot. That's the best shit I've ever seen, dude. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Bib, we're gonna uh, we're just skipping down. Biblioclasm. Right. Give me your intense face. Intense face. There it is. <laughs> All right. What does our listener Biblioclasm have to say for his hey guys, favorite game of the year? This is Biblioclasm, my game of the year for 2023. Is Dwarf Fortress on Steam? That's right, Dwarf Fortress, game that's been around for nineteen or twenty years, but for the first nineteen years, it didn't have any graphics. Well, guess what, guys? Now you can play Dwarf Fortress with happy pixel sprites, and all the visceral guts and bits of your dwarfs will come to life on your bright PC screen, and um, while you build a fortress and dig and manage your colony simulation sandbox roguelike that without which there would never have been RimWorld, there never would have been Minecraft, and the world would not be the same as we know it today. So, yeah, Dwarf Fortress 2023. Go get it. Drop what you're doing. Block off the next month of your life and play. Bye. (laughs) Dude, I remember so long ago in like 2011 people were playing maybe maybe it wasn't 2011 i have to look up the exact year but when i was starting to game people were playing dwarf fortress and they're like you have to play this awesome game it's a bunch of plus signs and division signs and at signs and i'm like i'm not gonna fucking play th- like i can't understand what's going on even I, I i like i have to read a whole manual to figure out what all these symbols mean and what's going on on screen before i even start playing the game so yeah, Dwarf Fortress. I feel like that's a great recommendation, Biblio. Thank you. Days? No. Oh, no. Nope. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, man. Christian, what about now? Would you, would you try it now? Oh, of course. Yeah, I think that one is one in my in the back of my head. But I know that, like you said, it's going to be like a month-long journey into the dwarf mines. And I'm going to become... A, I'm going to become a dwarf. You know, I'm going to start growing a beard. I'm going to shrink a couple meters. Um, I'm going to take on this personality 
I'm going to dig a tunnel under my house. Like it could be pretty intense. So I read this headline that uh, DRG and Dwarf Fortress are getting, they're like a united front trying to convince uh, Valve to add Dwarf as a tag for, on Steam. Like, like, like a category. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a there good... There is Dwarf Metal now, by the way. Well, mm. anyone can add any tag on Steam, which is a fun fact. I don't know if I want to let loose this power onto the world, mm. but you can tag anything on Steam. You can tag all your games, whatever bullshit you want, and if enough of you use the same tag, that tag will actually show up on like the front page of mm. a games page. Time for a DLG bump tag. Yeah. <laughs> DLG bump. Yeah. So use it responsibly because on the developer side, it's really annoying to get rid of all these random tags. People are like misspelling strategy. They're like strategy. And they're like, eh. Strageti. <laughs> Strageti. Strageti <laughs> uh, and meatballs. We are on to Italian dish. our game of the year segment. This is the best game we played in 2023 and why. This is what it's all leading up to. And Nick, this is brought to you by something special, right, Nick? Yeah, so this year is an election year, but we don't give a shit about no American presidential elections. We want to know who people want to elect as the leader of the DLG podcast. And so, yeah, this is something that came across my feed, and I decided to upload it to uh, to the to the show. So let's let's right. take a look at it. Okay, I'm clicking. What are the qualities of a good leader? Is it someone that can communicate well? Or maybe it's someone that can show empathy to others. Perhaps it's someone that knows how to have a good time. Amelia, <laughs> aka Ender's Logic, is the supposed leader of the DLG podcast. But would you let this man, a clear degenerate who is obsessed with breasts, give you suggestions on video games? People don't know this. But if you play the same games as Emilio, you may end up alone and homeless and somehow drunker than him. Some say the only reason he's on the podcast is because he funds it. But where does the money go? I'll tell you where the money goes. It goes to extravagant one-on-one dinners with his so-called best friend, J.P. Diddy. J.P. Diddy is a well-known international snake smuggler. These dinners and poor leadership can no longer be tolerated by the crew and the fans. Vote for Bobby as the new leader of the DLG podcast, and you'll have stability. Look at him. He may hold a mouse weird, but he's better than Emilio. I mean, really anyone is. This advertisement was paid in part by the Bobby Buddies Foundation, the Amanda Armada, and the Sniper Syndicate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the listeners are finished with it, too. Sorry. That's all good? I thought that was fucking great, Nick. Where did you come across this in the... uh, how, How did you see this? Where... Tell us the story. Uh, what it was is that I had about five hours to kill in the last couple of days. And I was like, hey, where can I get stock footage for free? So let me create this. And uh, yeah, who go? Who, who, I don't know who's going to get the, my wrath next year for uh, for political ad. But yeah, it's always a blast to create those. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Day sent me a message. She says, "Bro, can you send me the ad you made? It was fucking hilarious." Yes, I will send you the ad. It's only so, it's only on Google Drive, uh, but we will have it. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll put it on our YouTube. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll definitely put it on our YouTube. Yeah, or at least get it in the Discord. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, cool. for those who just listened to a minute and a half or a minute and ten, 11 seconds of nothingness, uh, we watched a political ad. It was a, a smear campaign made by the Bobby Buddies Foundation against Amelia about being the uh, the leader of the DLG DLG podcast. There's so, never been a leader is the truth. It's a yin and yang. <laughs> it's uh, chaos and order. I'm being the order in Bobby Kettler's. <laughs> Are me and Days the dots and, a, and snipers yeah, the, the encircling dots. circle? Yeah, you guys are the dots. It's just porridge, guys. We all do something, and Bobby does most of the work, to be honest. Uh, okay, cool. Game of the year. So everyone has four nominees. We all get to pick our own game of the year. None of this all game of the year nonsense, but I'm seeing a common thread through all these people's fucking suggestions. I'm seeing something I don't like, you know? No, just joking. I think that game deserves to be there. My nominees are... South of the Circle, which is maybe the best story game I have ever played, and it's a point-and-click adventure. It surprised me how much I liked it. City Skylines 2, which is, you know, the best city builder out there right now. Dome Keeper, which is such a great, tiny mining game, and it's so awesome to play, and I put so much time into it uh, that I want to go back to it. They've got a couple updates. And then Astroneer, because... That's when I discovered how to play survival crafters so that they don't burn out. I mean, me and my friends played this for like five weeks straight or five months straight. You know, that's never happened with me with a survival crafter before. It's like a three week at most um, whim, you know. So mm-hmm. my I don't know. What do you guys think? Who do you guys think is going to win in this exciting category? I, I think Well, I mean, let's let's do this. Let's do our personal game of the year. And then the overarching game of the year. How about that? Okay. Well, what was your personal game of the year, Sniper? Oh, in this category, I'm asking, what do you, uh, what do you? I think, think we all know it's going to be City Skylines too. Yeah, of course nope. it's going to be City Skylines too. What, Amanda? Two middle fingers if you think it's City Skylines too. Does everyone share this opinion? Oh my God, is it really that obvious? Yeah, it's City <laughs> yeah, Skylines <you're> basic. too. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. Aw, you're the Yay! Starbucks Stanley girl. Of of strategy games and, and city builders. <laughs> okay, congratulations to City Skylines 2 Paradox. I'll send you your award in the mail. You really deserved it. Uh, they couldn't be here to give a speech today, but, you know, I'm sure one day they might be. So, you know, here's hoping. Uh, Bobby, what, what was your year like? So I've got an interesting array of games this year. And to be clear, this these are games that didn't necessarily come out this year, but just the best game that we played in 2023. Um, I don't usually play a lot of new games, but I have two 2023 games on my list. Diablo four um, got really into that one. Dave, the diver, the indie darling kingdom Two crowns, which is a bit of an older game, but I really like this one. It's a simple 2D strategy, like 4X game. And I don't know. I just really got into that one. And then, of course, Sea of Thieves, which I think I spent the most time on. If you if you were talking just by the, the numbers, just by the hours, I think Sea of Thieves is uh, my most played game. And I just absolutely love it. Really fell in love with it this year. Mm. What, what's, and what's to be honest... One? I, like dude? I didn't, I, I didn't know going into this. I'm just like, well, I guess I'll pick one when I get there. And I, I'm leaning towards Dave the Diver just because it was, 
I don't know. It was, it combined a lot of different things and it did it in a really, I don't know. Pleasant. I can't even, I don't have words to describe pleasant? how, yeah, it was a pleasant game, but it just, uh, I don't know. It, it really felt good being a huge fan of Stardew Valley. This just kind of took it to a whole nother level here. So for me, I think the best game that I played was Dave the Diver. Dude, everyone who up. I've talked to who has played Dave the Diver has the same trouble explaining to me why they like Dave the Diver. Yeah, because like, you start to good. explain it. It's yeah, you start game. to explain it, and it just sounds like all these other games, and it doesn't sound that good. You really have to play it to understand what makes it so good. It's not really any of the specific parts of it. It's the way they all come together. Hmm. Yeah. So that's it for me. I, Nick, what do you got? Those, I definitely would have thought that you would have chose Dave the Diver as well. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. thought you were going to pick yeah. Dave the Diver. Although I thought somehow you're such a contrarian, you're going to go with kingdom two crowns just to like <laughs> put yourself just that to shake it up i feel like in like the past five episodes i've said yep yeah, dave the diver game of the year like i've kind of <laughs> i haven't been too shy like, about it i, when, I think i've said that about, multiple times on the podcast when you talk about dave the diver like even when you don't say that like you actually it seems like you really like it right like there's there's only so many finite things that you show compassion for and like and actual like vigor towards that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you talk about Dave the Diver, you're like it's nice. It's really nice. It's a good it's game. The only time Everybody should play it. When you say Dave the Diver, it's the only time your eyes open all fully. <laughs> <laughs> Compassion and vigor, Bobby. That's uh, wow. That's quite the combination. Uh, so, as far as my nominees for game of the year, um, some recents and some oldies and some multiplayers and some solos. Right, um, all of them are technically multiplayer. Um, however, some you can definitely play solo. Uh, my nominees are Lethal Company. Uh, that's my indie darling on this one. Such a good game. And the modding community is even bringing it up even higher. Um, I, Dude, it, it's, it's one of those games where like we all we had to do in my Discord with my friends, we just type in the words company men, question mark, and then you get like three responses with, yeah, company men. And that's, how, that's what we refer to the game as company men. And so we all go play the game for like two or three hours. Um, Baldur's Gate, obviously, it's um, it's such a huge game. It shook the game market and made people mad because it's so good, sort of kind of like Elden Ring did, you know, two three years ago. Um, and so Baldur's Gate is one of those things now where I've played it so much to include Act One and Two and Three, where when I start a new campaign and it's not by myself and I haven't started a new campaign by myself in a long time. That I'm sort of a Sherpa. Like, I'm sort of the um, Groundhog Day, um, you know, like, I'm doing this all over again, and I'll, I'll start I'll start explaining things to people that, for example, like, one of our listeners said, he had no idea that the Underdark existed. Uh, my niece-in-law and her husband, we play every Friday, uh, me and my wife, and I go, yeah, well, let's go to the Underdark. And they're like, what the fuck is the Underdark? And for those who don't know, and the game has been out for so long, this is a whole new underground area that is just as big as the above ground area, if not bigger. Um, and so you can completely miss it. You can completely walk over it and not know. And so with that in mind, with the amount of passion from the, the game devs and the, the recipient from the community, that's why it's on the list. 
Uh, Street Fighter VI, one of the best fighting games I've ever played. Um, so might good, in best, fact. Dude. I might think I think best. it really is. I think it really is the best fighting game ever made right now. And I, I before that, that was Marvel vs. Capcom 2 that would have beaten that. Um Street Fighter Six is an amazing game in the sense that, like the solo, the solo game mode is so fun, and what you what you unlock in the solo game mode uh, results into things in multiplayer, but it doesn't break multiplayer in any way. Um, it definitely is easier to play because they introduced the simple com- uh, combo system. But what's nice is for even the veteran players that play against against the people that have the simple combo system, where you don't have to do as many inputs to be able to pull off a combo the simple combo system has a reduced amount of damage for people using it. And so it doesn't feel like you're playing against like either a bot or a kid that's just button mashing. It really feels like you are at a balanced playing field. And the other thing is that the game tells you it's like this person's playing on the, on the, the simple, the simple fighting controls and you're playing on the normal. It's kind of like a new driver having a faster car. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But somehow the brakes are not as good. Um, (laughs) But what's, what's, What's good is that what I like it is that it's such a good game, and the new characters that have come out are so intriguing that I've switched my main until my actual main comes out uh, to a seven foot tall Greek lady, and it's been so fun. I, I want to get back into the game as soon as Akuma releases. I'll definitely be playing again. Lastly, I'm taking too long to talk about it. Uh, Counter Strike Two, a revival of a, of a game. It didn't have the best of launches, but I had so much time playing it, so much fun playing it. The changes that they made to ranked was so well received, and, and my group of friends and everybody. Some people didn't like it online. Some people did. Um, I think the update, like if you're going to do an update, if you're going to do a, a, a facelift for a game, especially a multiplayer one, Counter-Strike 2 is the way to do it. If you're going to do that to DayZ in two years, do it the same way Counter-Strike 2 did it. Make it free, make it fun, and just play the game. Like it, it make it free in the sense make of it work. Yeah, and make sure it works. Is um, that what they did to PUBG? <laughs> they actually did. First of all, <laughs> I, I made it on, on this list, Nicholas. That's uh, no, PUBG's not on this list, dude. I uh, want to say we get game. PUBG Game of the Year like in 2017 or something. Though I don't know. Yeah. Check the history books. <laughs> yeah. But uh, PUBG's a 2024 game. Uh, might be on the list. We know at the end of this year, but. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about those nominees? It's obviously going to be Baldur's Gate. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, it was the one you talked the longest about, and when you talk, like, kind of poetry just come forms out of your mouth, and it's the one I can tell you love the most, so. You know what's interesting is that I was talking to my parents about this because I was trapped with them for 10 days, um, and they were like, <laughs> they were like, you know, what's your what's your favorite you know, game to play. And I'm like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons is definitely up there, but I, I was talking about Baldur's Gate. I go, when you're playing something and there is something that you actively will move things and schedule things around to be able to play it mm-hmm. with your friends and loved ones, that means that you love that game the most. Like, I, I, I hate to tell you this, but like, I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan and I'll always be, and it's my favorite game of all time is Metal Gear Solid 3. But I have moved so many fucking things in my life and, and changed schedules to be like, all right, I'm going to go play with these people this day, or I'm going to play with this group of people this day, or I'm going to play with my wife. Like when you, when you make those movements and you make those adjustments where they directly impact your physical life, that's how you know you like the game. Uh, I've brought it up on the podcast before. Uh, we all complain. We've talked about how bad it is that we complain about how we have no time for games. And so we're trying to cut back on that. But, like, obviously we have no time. 
and then something will come out and all of a sudden you have 60 hours a week to go play a game you know like if it's crazy enough you'll go and do you it. just don't have kids anymore you know or you just yeah. don't have a job anymore yeah who yeah, knows you know, it takes some time who off those people who are those people depending on me i don't know who they are <laughs> why are they in my house why are they not playing baller's gate 3 <laughs> where's our laptop yeah. yeah. So who's the winner, Nick? Come on, no, this list. Uh, definitely Baldur's Gate three. Come on. Oh, okay. It's it. Um, if I if you said, hey, you know, you can't spend fifty dollars on a game, it's going to be Lethal Company. That's my number two. Okay. It's the the budget pick. I'll go <laughs> the next. Budget pick. The budget pick. That's I'll go uh, <laughs> next with my nom nom nominees. I thought that was um, fucking so clever when I read that, dude. I was like, God damn. It's clever, but none of mine ha- are food related. It, it was just you know. Mom, um, Baldur's Gate three has to be nominated, uh, but I did not play a whole lot of it. You know, um, it's beautiful. I, I'm not going to elaborate on it, but best we we gave uh, um, original sin uh, divinity original sin best RPG ever made. That was just that was a bar, and then now they outdid themselves. So. I don't even know what to say. They elbow that. dropped the bar, dude. They were like, <laughs> they just added a fucking three-hour epilogue to the game that you can play. Like, what the fuck? Like, who? Like, what developer does that for free? But you like, I don't, I don't get it. They are not a. They are not a developer that does DLCs. And they're correct. The, the thing is, there's ru- there's a rumor that they're going to be doing the DLCs around a certain Gith Yankee woman. Mm. We'll, see, we'll see. Interesting. Mm. Um. So, mm. uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, 2077 did not come out this year, but Phantom Liberty did. Um, the re- the release of that DLC, a lot of times um, a DLC will come out and the original game will have to be elevated in order to meet that DLC. And this is one of those cases. Um, they, I feel like they would have improved the game anyway. But having a deadline for a DLC that was disinvolved was uh, like a goal to reach. Like, we have to be this good by the time this comes out. Otherwise, it's not going to mesh very well. So, you know, extra points for for having a good launch on a DLC that on a game that was had a shitty launch. Um, the Final Fantasy Remake is the first Final Fantasy I finished in 25 years so like that's that, pretty that's intense. crazy and, yeah it's and pretty not just that but like there's a combat system i've never i've never played a combat system like that i know it was introduced in final fantasy 15 but <clears throat> to me it was new like it's action and turn-based and real-time but also strategic crazy crazy but one of the best combat systems i've ever seen uh street fighter 6 like i said spent a lot of time on street fighter 5 last year and street fighter 6 is better in every way and returnal i had so much fun with this game i mean what of the game makes you feel like a badass and then also shitty like you're not good enough at the same time like how how do those two extremes happen in one game incredible um and i i don't i didn't know until i was it was really between cyberpunk and um returnal until the 
end right now and i've i've gotta say because returnal was done on day one delivered on steam i'm gonna have to give it to returnal um cyberpunk took years to get good so i'll give it to returnal this year Wow! Congratulations, Returnal. Hmm. That's a Sony game, right? If I remember, that's a Sony game, and yeah. also God of War. It's a, it's a budget game too. God of War was huge for me, and that was a Sony game. Sweet. Sounds like you should get cool. a PS Five. <laughs> oh well, we have Amanda here. Oh well, she's with us in vision, but not in voice. She's waving. She has some nominees. She nominated Hogwarts Legacy, Tom Clancy's The Division Two. Diablo 4 and Baldur's Gate 3 and uh, you know all these games are awesome uh if I had to guesstimate I would say it's really between Hogwarts Legacy and Baldur's Gate 3 with Baldur's Gate 3 leading probably a little bit can we get a double middle fingers if it's Baldur's Gate (laughs) (laughs) so just like Scram Hogwarts Legacy and Baldur's Gate 3, I feel like we're beloved by Amanda. She talked about them over the years. So Baldur's Gate 3 swept, you know? So is Baldur's Gate 3 our podcast game of the year? Like, is Baldur's Gate 3 the game that we can look back on 2023 on and say, yeah, that's it? I, I, I think, in my, in my opinion, and I'm voting for sure, Baldur's Gate 3 is my vote for game of the year. So that's one. Then we have two with Amanda. So that's two okay. out of it's two out of five, but the I'm rest gonna, of the I'm, ones are scattered. Bobby, how, what do I have to do to get you in the City Skylines two camp? Just on this vote, not you don't actually have to play it, but like, is there anything I can offer you? <laughs> Just on the vote, <laughs> yeah, for ten dollars, I mean, maybe. I would like to think that we could we could break away from like mainstream media and come up with a better game of the year. But I mean, it is a great game, and typically. I hate whatever we pick as our official DLG game of the year. We've given it to PUBG and Apex Legends and like other games that have like <laughs> Dark Tide was last oh. year's. It's like these games come and go and they really aren't that great. But I feel like we'll look back on Baldur's Gate 3 and be happy about that decision because that game's going to be around for a long time. I think we so. We also gave yeah. Divinity Original Sin 2 uh, game of the year and I feel good about that one as well. Yeah, and it's a great game. I could tell you right now when the year came out, it's definitely my game of the year for that year. So it's like, I think the same thing is said to be for Baldur's Gate three. And PUBG wasn't so stupid to give game of the year. I mean, it's in twenty twenty four, and people like Nick are still playing. It was revolutionary. It it was. It was was obviously revolutionary. Yes, it's so good. It was so good and so popular that Fortnite changed their whole entire game model from a zombie tower defense game. To a battle royale, and, and then, then now completely you have, eclipsed them, dude. And yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> and then Player Unknown Battleground the sold the game to China, the government of China. So hey, it's a full circle now. Hey, <laughs> cool. Okay, so let's just wrap up here real quick. Uh, we're going to talk about in 2024, kind of what some of our personal gaming goals are, just goals in general, and then maybe some goals for the podcast. But, you know, uh, we might have an ad, I'm not 100% sure, uh, brought to you by uh, Bobby. So, Well, because we're going to be talking about the next coming year and what our thoughts and ideas and plans are for that, 
I was thinking about this and I really thought, where do we go from here? We've been doing DLG for 10 years. What's the next step? How do we grow it? And I think it, we're about at the level where we could start a multi-level marketing cult with DLG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think we're there, guys. I was watching this documentary called Love Has Won. It's on HBO Max. Maybe you've seen it. It's got these, it's about a modern cult. And I'm like, we could do this. This <laughs> is doable. And they made a pretty good amount of money. So okay. this is what I'm putting out there, guys. DLG cult, fancy robes, level five galactic leader. Like, of course you got to pay, you know, you can't just move up there without, without the proper funding. But Let's let's think on that. That's that's my idea. That's my pitch. Okay. Right, 2024, the DLG cult starts. Who's the DLG cult pope? Um, well, I mean, since I started it, I'm obviously going to be like level 10 galactic leader, right? And it, just to give you an idea of what this is going to be like, <laughs> this is going to be like DLG con all the time. Like you just force. I like these your, promises. Your, these are good promises. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Like, doesn't that sound great? Just imagine DLG cult, like just leave your family, leave your kids, and we're just going to get a big house and we're going to live there all together and play board games. You get to play board games. I get to fuck all of you. That's how (laughs) cults go generally. That usually happens. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So with the cult idea, just to drill down onto it a little bit, does it require that the people joining the <laughs> Damn, cult? Is it. You, double, you don't want to drill down on cult ideas. ideas. You can't understand what's happening. All right, that's true. I'm not the level ten galactic leader. I'm not the level ten galactic leader. Very dynamic. You, know, right. a you don't have galactic. direct communication with the supreme beings. Like yes, I, so you just you, God, you, stupid, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Uh, some of my 2024 goals are balance the sandbox construction strategy games with story games. So I still kind of want to play less of more games, but really my goal was just experience an entire game, how a developer intended. I read a crazy stat and I can't remember the exact number right now, but most people play somewhere between 20 and 30% of, of a game they buy, you know, which is kind of sad because a lot of the work, especially in a story game, is going to be at the climax of the story. And most people who are purchasing those games might not even get there. So for me, I can play a sandbox construction strategy game all day, every day, 12 hours a day until I die. You know, like I will never get tired of those games, but because they're so replayable, I feel like I'm missing out on some really awesome story games. So yeah, 2024, hopefully going to play some more story games or at least balance these better. How about you guys? Ah. I like that one, dude. That's a really good answer for yourself. For for me, I actually have very similar things. Um, one of them is directly to a game that's coming out this year, as and I want to do this for the channel and not my own channel, uh, is make a long-form video, uh, 10 minutes or longer, regarding Space Marine 2. Um, obviously, Warhammer is a big thing I'm passionate about. Um, Space Marine 2 is being made by a studio that made a very successful game that was below $50 before, but this is, I think, their first real, real, real AAA game with, a, with an IP that people really recognize. Um, and I, I'm going to spend like I said, some serious time playing the game, reviewing the game, writing a script, getting, you know, clips, interviewing people, doing background, background, um, uh, investigations and things like that regarding the game. And, uh, hopefully that, you know, that turns out to be a good piece of content for the channel. 
Um, I'm definitely going to be playing more story games. Um, I've been playing so many games that are multiplayer or multiplayer adjacent and just completely abandoning story games, except for like one day a week, um, which is just Baldur's Gate. Um, but I want to play more solo games that like, uh, for example, maybe like a Metal Gear Solid or something like that, that I need to get back on the boat. Lastly, make more social media content or help make more social media content, uh, grabbing clips from the show, uh, you know, things like that for, uh, for Sniper or creating things on my own and then sending it uh, to be uploaded. So, yeah. Cool, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess kind of on my side, I would like to get more consistent reels and, and shorts out, just clips from the podcast I've started. So if you go to TikTok or Instagram, you can see kind of what, uh, some highlights or some funny moments and in 2024 you can look forward to to more of that uh and then getting the podcast to 10,000 average downloads an episode would be really a really big milestone for me I feel like the first year where I started doing the podcast that was my original goal and obviously never hit it right so maybe 2024 is the year but maybe it's not as long as I'm trying for it. I feel like that's the important part. So, yeah. Bobby. All right. Well, for me, other than starting a cult, um, I just want to be more <laughs> active, more active in the community. I, I, more community engagement is what I put, but I feel like I need to personally make the commitment to be more active in the community, particularly in Discord. And I really, really like when we all get together and stream something on like a Friday night or something. I would love to do more of that, more lethal company, more phasmophobia, more of these co-op games where, where we just have a good time. Um, and also beat doom three. It's going to happen this year. Folks. Hell yes. I, promise you. I think you should live stream it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I really think you should stream it. So Why you have an obligation. It? It's not like you're going to get scared anymore. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a it's a pretty long game. I don't know if everyone wants to watch all that, but uh, maybe. Sweet, Amelia, what do you um, got? I'm going to read Amanda's actually. Uh, okay, she is um, in the I don't know the Phantom Realm. Uh, get a Steam Deck first quarter, I think, um, and the newest ones are out, and the prices are not that high. I, I totally recommend this. The, QLED or the LED? No, yeah, QLEDs mm-hmm. um, are you know everybody's raving about them. I I want to upgrade even though I only put like ten hours into mine. Um, build a PC at end of the year. Uh, by the end of the year, maybe is what that means. Um, although based on this episode, maybe it, it'll be a January baby. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, learn and help make mo- learn and help make more social media content. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all need to engage in the community more. I don't think you could. I mean, you are one of the more uh, frequent chat uh, in you're involved quite a bit. Uh, play more Switch and touch more grass. Uh, both. The kind of the ground and the kind of the joint. Yeah. All right. Nice. Okay. Uh, and myself, um, maybe you guys can help me. So I want to play 
uh, Baldur's Gate 3 with Samantha, but I only have one copy. I only have one computer. I guess I have a second computer, but it really can't run it. I have a Steam Deck. Like, what's the be- what's the most appealing way that I can present PlayStation that? Five? Just, just get it. And they, oh. yeah, I was thinking, shh, don't tell them. I was thinking about getting one for the family anyway. So maybe I should just do that. And then you said it like you can connect seamlessly, right? On the PlayStation Five. Yeah, to the, to a Steam account. Uh, uh, no, I don't think it's through Steam. I think it's through it's native to PlayStation and Couch Co-op. When oh, I played you said it, Couch Co-op on one. Okay. Yeah, on because one edition, you, two people, you're with Sam, and maybe Mila wants to join too. You're on the couch. You're sharing a bit like a bowl of chips. Mm. Like it could be a group activity. When I played it at PAX, I was so amazed. I was like, this game doesn't even feel like it came from PC. This feels like it is supposed to be on a console, you know? Wow. I'm blown away. Yeah. It was awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Which game? Uh, Amanda, I really appreciate Baldur's your Gate 3. rest of eyes. I know exactly what you're saying without saying it. Um, optimize, mod, and play more Steam Deck. Um, yeah, I, I've seen other people's... Uh, they, have, they have a mod called Decky. And from Decky, you can make it look however you want, play however you want. You can play all the games you want. People have their, they have their um, Microsoft uh, accounts on there. They have their Blizzard accounts on there. It's crazy, man. And I'm over here playing fucking Binding of Isaac. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I need to get it going. Uh, and same thing uh, with VR. Um, there's no really mods for it, but I need to just play it more. Like, that I have a sensor over there and a sensor right there in this room. They're both glowing green, shooting rays into my brain the entire time I'm in here uh, for the steam uh, for the index, and I never play it. Like I, it's worth the cancer, right? Like I gotta play it. So there we go. Gotta make your cancer worth it. Awesome. Yeah. Those are some good goals. I like it. I liked everyone's goals. Amanda, I like Touch More Grass. I like to imagine it's Touch More Grass in real life and in video games. For some reason, I thought that was that, that could be good. Um, yeah. Well, I guess we're going to end the show. We want to thank everyone who listened. You know, It's super awesome that you guys are still around. It was great that you sent in clips and that we could hear from some of you what your game of the year is. You know, um, I really, I, I hope I hear from all of you in 2024 through the discord and you share more of your experiences with us earlier in the show. King Taron, you subscribed for 15 months, uh, in a row. Thank you for doing that. You know, it's great to have your support and Emilio, I was hoping you could close us out with some titties and the names of all these fine patron supporters. I've had a lot to drink. I'm a little drunk, but I'm okay. going to try to do this. Okay. I've had um, six ounces of whiskey and six white claws. So, speaking for Bobby, Christian, Nick, Amanda, and Curdle, Ben, Let's Ride Bikes, Neil Sprung, Remotely Here, uh, BMN, Bluntness, Blunt, Blunts, uh, Jake Sendusaroya, Brennan Archibald, Tattoo Terror, Gar- Gabriel Grieve, Jamie Berkham, Bedum, Bedum, 
uh, Hingle, McRingleberry, Hector, Zap, Adrian, Peter, uh, Scram, TX, Tom, JP, Diddy, Hogglefosh, Carl, Sunken, Four Life, J Ben, Patrick, Smith, uh, Dustin, Siriams, Longfellow, 110, Warconius, Raisin, Cajun, Caddy B, Mikhail Roskolovsky, that's not a real name, no way, uh, Recycled, um, Tagloro, Hype Performance Group, uh, <laughs> getting tired, <laughs> Rubbernuts, <laughs> Hazard Pay, Jan, Jan Kegs, uh, Pyronical, Tanner, Sprangler, Jim, Peter, Patterson, Subscribers, <laughs> B, and myself. Yearly titties, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.